In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. We're back. If you've seen on Twitter today, it's the final ever Paul Brown podcast. What? No more Paul Brown podcast? Apparently, I've got a job with PFF. Paul's got a job with NFL UK. And wow, a lot of you guys believe that. And it, it was lovely to get all the messages, the DMs of, hey, congratulations. Good luck with the new job. Um, got the podcast going to end. You guys, hook, line, and sinky. It was April Fool's Day. You should have seen that one coming. I'm not going to lie. When uh, it all ended up happening this morning, I woke up to a tweet that Paula tagged me and saying the podcast is over after three years. And I just thought, what? He could have told me before he tweeted that out that he's cancelling the podcast. <laughs> but no, um, funny, funny one. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. All the messages all day. Um, but no, the podcast stays strong, still going daily, nothing's changing. Um, so don't worry about that. Keep enjoying it, keep spreading the word, let more people know. Check it out 15 minutes of great content each day. So today we're looking at day two safety prospects um, and how we pull together this board when people are going, hey, how do you decide this guy's roughly going to be here? And it is going to be a bit of a wild card this year. We're averaging off the draft network, pro football network, mock draft database to come together with some sort of average slot slot for where some of these people should be drafted. There has been some people jump around boards and we haven't refreshed it um, other than a couple of standout ones. So we've done day one yesterday. If you hadn't listened to that jump back, we had um, Jeremiah Kusakamura, butcher that name, J-O-K. Um, as sort of a strong safety slash linebacker hybrid, and then Trevon Mooring um, as a safety. Um, so they were the two that potentially go in the first round. Um, there, there's two guys in there um, that could be the pick of 59, based on the boards and sort of where things are at, at the moment. Obviously, there's still a month ago, things can move around. We're now officially into draft month. The first name there is Richie Grant. That's a straight up red flag on him. I'm thinking, what? How have you got red flag on him? Due to be 23.8 on week one when the season begins. And quite frankly, guys, it's not happening. Not with this front office. So scratch him off your board. The one other name we've got in the second round is Javon Holland. Um, so he's certainly a player they could draft. It's a bit of a hybrid here between is he a slot corner is he a safety? Um, PFF's comp is Ha Ha Clean and Dix. So they feel you can certainly do the the safety, um, free safety part of it. Ball hawk from day one in two seasons, 20 interceptions and pass breakups. So he's getting that job done, which is great. Um, 6'1, 196 pounds. Um, really good numbers there. We don't have a pro day slash relative athletic score data there yet but I'm sure that will come. Not a special athlete, according to PFF, but 
he's got versatility. Um, so he can play slot, play deep. Um, not necessarily a box guy, um, but it gives you that option. So he's certainly someone they could. Um, I don't think they'll go high. I just can't see them drafting uh, in the first round or even in the second round a strong safety. Even though, yeah, it's probably the biggest need for a year's time if you're drafting a year in advance, it just feels like a bit of a reach when especially there's so many cheap guys there that you can get hold of. I think if we're drafting someone that high, they want a free safety. Um, next, we've got five dudes in that 89 to 91 range. And two of these also drop off into the 110 range that we'll touch on next show. Um, but no, the two strong safeties, um, Nasralinda, butchered that name, no doubt. Um, and he played for the Florida State Seminoles. Um, big guy, six foot four. It's the first thing that stands out, which is is really big um, for a lot of these safeties, which we're looking at a lot of much smaller. So, um, no, he's certainly someone they could look to. Um, big guy, bit more, they reckon, strong safety. Comp is George Iloka. Um, they don't see him as particularly a um, playmaker. They can sort of see him in that, potentially playing a bit of like big linebacker um, split. And I don't know if that's something that this front office is going to value there. So I, I think even though this is a spot where they could start seeing a um, strong safety come off the board if they're going to draft one, I don't think that's someone they're going to go with. The other sort of strong safety in this range is Hathanga. Um, another name I've probably destroyed of the USC Trojans. Um, PFF aren't that high on this guy, um, even though he's set to go probably in that sort of late 90s sort of to 110 range. They don't think he's worth anywhere near that value. 6'1", 215, big hitter. Um, so we always spoke about his size, good straight line speed. Um, his rough less, relative athletic score wasn't as good. So um, Nasralinda Dean, or, uh, I hope none of these kids or their parents listen to the podcast because they'll, they'll be embarrassed by what I end up calling them. So he was a 7.74, whereas Hafanga was a 5.73. Um, so isn't anywhere as near as athletic. Um, so I, I think that's definitely, if you're going to go get the strong safety, you may as well get uh, Hassam, um, Hassa, Hamza, Hamza, maybe, um, rather than get her funga. Um, but then we've got three interesting, I think the other two more than Darius Washington, who's the other one that can sort of be on that, um, 110 boundary. Um, so we'll start with, um, Washington first as the smaller of that. So he's from the TCU Horned Frogs um, is five for eight. That's the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that. One, seven, eight. Um, PFF said, hey, if he was six foot and 200 pounds, he'd be a top 10 pick. Um, at worst, he's a quality option in the slot. For me, I'm just, 
I'm out. They have, they have comped him to the honey badger, the man, the myth, the legend, um, Tyron Matthew. Um, so they definitely think he can be a good player. Um, sees the game at unparalleled level. He's like a chess grandmaster, the way he sees route, route concepts develop. Elite slot versatility, versatility, and change of direction ability. Um, but then, yeah, the, the balance is it's quite small, almost exclusively played in two high role. Um, only 113 snaps of single high all year, um, which is a concern because we want that flexibility for Woods. He's going to be a creative uh, defensive coordinator, so you need to give him guys that can do a bit of everything. And it's obviously not saying he can't do a bit of everything, but we've seen him do that one thing, and he's done it well. Can he sort of do a bit of everything else? It's a question we just don't know yet. Um, tackling issues, um, which is obviously something the Browns and DBs we know well. Um, so it might be enough just to put us off. And then I want to get into two guys that I think are a lot more interesting. We don't have a ref- relative athletic score for either of these yet. So um, need to keep an eye on that. But the first is Andre Cisco, And I know our boy Owen Jones listens to the podcast from... The beautiful land of Wales is a big fan. So uh, shout out to him. Give him a follow. Good guy. Um, he's six foot, 209 pounds. Um, PFF don't have a player comp for him, but lots of good positive things said about him. Um, they think he's got a couple of bits he needs to do. Um, they worry a bit for freelancer, playmaking ability 26 picks and pass breakups in 24 games and if if you have a safety that's going to have a pick or a pass breakup every single game he's doing really really well um ideal size completely versatile in his position um covers ground easily unparalleled um range um so th- this is really intriguing um roller coaster of his reads take the bait if you leave it for him tore his acl a few games into 2020 um angles and tackling can be a problem um far less physical in the box than he sh- could be for his size and explosion so he's still got some way to go he's, he's by no means a, a can't miss prospect and you've got to grab him but out of syracuse he's looked good um and that's certainly one which they could keep his eye on. He was much better in 2018 and then hasn't been as good the last two years. But time will tell. I think it's certainly one that they could take a look at. Because and if you're thinking, hey, why do they need another free safety? They've got Delpit. They've got John Johnson. Well, that's because they've only got two guys and one's never played a snap in the NFL. You need to have depth there because even though we expect John Johnson to play 100% of snaps across the season, if he goes down, I don't want red wine stepping up or some random backup that they're, they're found on a practice squad of their own or someone else's. The other name is one that's absolutely shot up there. So if you'd have looked a month ago, it wasn't that highly rated, but I don't know if it's because more people have got time to watch him, but that is Jamar Johnson out of the Indiana Hoosers. Hoosiers? Hoosiers? Another name I've absolutely destroyed. The comp for him is a free safety that we know very well. And that's John Johnson the third. Thinking, oh, we've got him in the Cleveland Browns. 6'1, 197 pounds. And 
that that could be somewhere where they go that's an ideal guy let's bring this guy in and you almost stack there and you've got you've got Johnson you've got Johnson and you've got a pairing that works well um, you can develop behind him you can bring him in when you need it um, PFF looking amazing hips um, he's played limited snaps but has the coverage ability that they love and you want so quick feet um, started in the slot in 2019 and deep in 2020 so ideal with obviously prove that versatility already um, made wild plays on the football every conceivable role missed tackles are a problem throughout his career 18 misses on 80 attempts um, only played 796 snaps um, not a particularly physical player but that's definitely someone that intrigues me. If you're looking definitely between these two, uh, Andre Sisko or uh, Jamar Johnson, Jamar Johnson's the one above that. And it wouldn't surprise me if Jamar Johnson keeps rising. And if you want him, you're actually going to have to look at that 59 range to grab him. Um, so certainly want to keep an eye on. But if he is there at 89, 91, that's a card that I am well up for running to the podium. Hopefully, um, the pro day numbers won't be long now for him. Um, let's just see when they are. Um, but that will give us a nice indication on where he is and where everything else is at. So, Indiana Hughes, pro day, have a search for that. But there's certainly talent. And I'm going to be shocked if we finish sort of day two on the draft and they haven't well not day two but finished the 110th pick and they haven't addressed um safety because they need more there obviously they could do some other stuff um it's actually today um april the second when we've got the pro day so certainly want to keep an eye on and fingers crossed we get some positive news out of that um but in a way we don't want it to be too positive because you could then be well off the board um by that point but it's certainly a player that if you're going to ask me now, who do I want in that 89, 91 range? I think that's a great shout. Um, potentially looking at center, uh, sorry, corner and edge as those first two picks. And then they could go wide receiver and safety in the sort of next two in that third round range. And it could shape up nicely. So that's a run through on our day two safeties and um, we're going to be back tomorrow with our day three guys there's some old dudes in here and that, that's just going to throw loads of red flags but i'll run through that and it's it's important to know because you might be like oh, i really like this dude if he's going to be 24 when the season comes around he ain't going to be a Cleveland brown and that's just the way it is with the front office so as always any questions hit me up on twitter at jack duffin d-u-double-f-i-n as always, go Browns. Go Browns.